Standing Chimney is open this Saturday, May 7th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop by for fresh baked goods, spring items, or gifts for Mother's Day. Go to standingchimney.com for directions and more information. Also, a written-out version of this week's recipe will be going out in our email newsletter later today. You can subscribe or view previous newsletters, including today's, at merrimackpodcast.com slash newsletter. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we have another cake, you know, since we haven't had a cake for a while. <laughs> so this is a good old cake recipe. I got this recipe from a calendar that I picked up, I'm going to say probably at a local fair or something like vegetable stand maybe or something like that, like a Department of Agriculture calendar, and it had a recipe for every month. So this was in that calendar, which I didn't keep the entire calendar because this was the only recipe that I, but I'm surprised I didn't because that's a thing that I would do. All that to say, always look at those calendars and things that, you know, that are given out with recipes in them because every once in a while you find a real gem. And this is a really good one. This is called the Blueberry Picnic Cake and it doesn't have icing. It travels really well. It's great to take to a picnic because it doesn't need refrigerated or anything like that. And it's a nine by 13, so it's not going to, you know, fall or anything. You know, it's it's a really nice cake for a picnic. And I, I just, after reading this, I thought, I wonder where picnic came from. <laughs> like the word picnic? The word picnic, yes. It's an old, old French word. What I read was the first time it was referenced in print was like in the 1600s, the middle 1600s. And apparently it's the same word picnic in French or picnic. And it means to pick and choose and share food. So from that time in French history and moving forward through French history, that was the idea that people would meet up and share food and they would often meet up in a nice location like a grassy field or something like that just to share some food. And it was more of a a meetup kind of a thing back then. And then it progressed to a nice relaxing thing to do. And it was practiced by really by the middle classes because and the middle classes and the poorer classes because the wealthy people were too snobby to sit down on a blanket in the grass and eat food that they didn't know who prepared it, you know, and that sort of thing. So in the wealthy classes, they would have a meal on the lawn, an outdoor meal on the lawn. They wouldn't call it a picnic. They didn't sit on the ground or anything like that, which they thought was a terrible thing to do. So apparently during the French Revolution, when a lot of these picnickers ended up being dispersed throughout Europe, they took their picnicking ways with them. And they carried them uh, into England where picnicking became a very, very popular thing to do because, you know, you didn't have to have a lot of money to have a picnic. It was a very popular thing in England and it became a sort of thing that like the working class people did just to get out of the city. So they would take their food and go out into the countryside and eat somewhere. In the early 1900s, someone invented the hamper 
or the picnic basket. And that became a thing that you kept your picnicking stuff in. You had your blanket and your dishes and silverware and stuff. And it's really neat if you can find in antique shops every once in a while, you will come across an antique picnic hamper, which is a nice little basket and has all these really neat little compartments in it and has stuff stored in it. My cousin actually has one from when he was little. So it's about 60 years old. And it has the cutest little set of plastic dishes, you know, like and early in plastics, you know, really. So it would have been it would have been from like the 50s. It's just a really cute little basket that was made for picnicking. So that's kind of a, a neat thing. And even today, this is something that we we do today, take a picnic lunch somewhere. So it's gone from the idea where everybody brings a little bit of food to share, which actually is still practiced, though, for like a family picnic or a reunion or something to just the idea of packing up a bunch of food and and going off somewhere to have a picnic. You know, I would say like in in our culture in the United States right now, it's super popular to eat outside. Sometimes it kind of makes me laugh about how popular it is to just eat outside, but (laughs) it was a necessity during the pandemic, really. And now it's become something that people really like. They like to sit out on the, you know, in front of a restaurant in a, like a cafe style, like you would do in France to sit out along the street and just eat your food outside. And uh, and actually picnicking has become very popular again because what else is there to do? Go to parks? People really got into going to parks again. So all that to say this, this is a great cake to take on a picnic. <laughs> it's really good. So we'll go through the instructions, have a few little tips for this to make it come out extra good. And, and there you'll have your blueberry picnic cake recipe. So you're going to need a 9 by 13 pan. If you have one that has a lid with it, perfect. I actually found a couple of nice, um, I love airbake pans. And I found some at our local Ollie's discount store. So those are nice to use too. But a pan with a lid, perfect. If you have one of those snazzy pans that people get for wedding gifts or whatever that have your name etched into the top, you know, time to show that baby off. So you need your 9 by 13 pan, and you're going to grease it thoroughly and then flour it. You'll need, for the cake, two and a half cups of flour, one and a half cups of sugar, one tablespoon of baking powder, one teaspoon of salt, one cup of milk, one half cup of oil, that would be a half cup of oil, two eggs beaten, two teaspoons of vanilla, two cups of fresh blueberries, one tablespoon of additional flour, and two tablespoons of sugar for your topping. Okay, so preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Grease and flour your 9 by 13 baking pan. Now, you're going to take your dry ingredients, which in this recipe include the sugar, and blend your dry ingredients in a bowl. That's everything, you know, the the, uh, flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt. Blend together in a bowl. I always whisk them up with a whisk. And then you'll take your milk, oil, eggs, and vanilla and mix those together and blend well. So those are ready. Now your blueberries. I should have done this first, but we'll throw this in now. You want to rinse your blueberries off, and then you want to drain them really well and lay them out on a towel to dry. So I took a big cotton towel and put them on the table and I laid them out on there and I rolled them around a little bit with my hand 
to get the extra water off of them. And you want to coat your blueberries in flour. The reason you're doing this is when you coat uh, berries, you can do this in a cake that has cherries in or, you know, uh, most berries. If you coat them with flour, it helps to keep them suspended in the cake batter. And that way they're not all on the bottom of your cake. You'll still have some on the bottom of your cake but you'll also have some sprinkled throughout the cake batter. So it's really kind of nice. You know, sometimes you mix uh, fresh fruit into a cake and it all sinks to the bottom. This won't happen if you uh, coat them in flour. So you take your blueberries, you want them to be at room temperature, rinsed and dried, and put them in a bowl and put that tablespoon of flour on them and stir them around carefully. And you want to toss them in that flour so that they're well coated with flour. Now they're not going to look, they're not going to be white. They're just going to have a sort of a whitish powdery look on the outside of them because the flour doesn't stick to them, you know, like you're not coating chicken here, okay? (laughs) So you have your blueberries ready, okay? Now, you're going to mix your wet ingredients into your dry ingredients and stir and mix really well by hand. And I would say, um, I used a whisk. You can also use a spoon or a wooden spoon or something. But you want to mix this well enough that your batter is nice and smooth looking. Then very carefully fold your blueberries in. So just what I did, because I didn't want to, you know, if any of the flour didn't cling to them, I didn't want to have all that flour going into my cake. So I just took my fingers and picked up a scoop of blueberries and kind of shook any flour off that was extra and put them in the batter. And once you had them all into the bowl, you just take a rubber scraper or a spoon and very carefully turn those over and fold them in to the batter. Don't stir them real hard because you don't want to break your berries. Once you have them mixed in pretty well, take that and very carefully scrape that into your cake pan and move your bowl all around so that it kind of, you know, the berries are all over evenly kind of spread out, you know. And then you can clean your bowl with a rubber scraper and take that same rubber scraper and kind of level off the cake. Now, once you have that done, take your two tablespoons of sugar and just sprinkle that over the top of your cake batter and try to get it, you know, pretty evenly. My cake had a big stripe of sugar. (laughs) I I don't know what I did, but I was trying to go evenly and I must've got too much in one spot. Sprinkle your sugar over the top. If you want to be fancy, you can use raw sugar when you do this. I just use regular white sugar. Now put it in the oven and this is going to bake for about 35 to 40 minutes, depending on your oven. I started checking it at around 30 minutes. Just be careful with your oven door. You know, don't clank it because it could drop. The top will be nice golden brown looking. And the sides, this doesn't pull away from the sides of the pan like a regular cake would. It kind of sticks to the sides of the pan. So test it with a toothpick it passes the toothpick test. When it's done, it'll come up with just crumbs on it. So you just stick a toothpick in it and a couple spots and uh, make sure it's done. And then take it out of your oven, put it on a cooling rack and let it cool completely. And then you can put the lid on your pan. Do not put the lid on your pan with your cake warm at all. If you have to transport it, just take the lid along with you, you know, and transport it with no lid on if it's warm. But That's it. That's the cake. And this is a good cake. It tastes like, I I don't want to say it tastes like a blueberry muffin because it's way better than a blueberry muffin. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's a really good cake. It's not super sweet. So you really, really get that taste of blueberries. And two cups is a lot of blueberries. It's like one and a half of the pint size grocery store containers, you know. So I bought two of those. So it's not quite a quart of blueberries. It's a lot of blueberries in there. It's really densely populated with blueberries. And it's just a really good, nice light cake. But like I said, there's no icing on it to melt off in the heat. Great on a hot day. That's perfect for a picnic or a potluck, you know. Yeah. And you can cut it into the, you know, you can cut it into smaller pieces if you want to, you know, if you wanted to do a little bit of a smaller piece or the usual 16 out of a uh, 9 by 13 pan. But it's just a good cake recipe. But like I said, this is old. This cake recipe is probably, this is probably a recipe that's like from the 40s, 50s, something like that. This is an older recipe, so. It's a good one to keep around, handy to have. Got all your pantry ingredients there. The only thing you got to find is blueberries. So I hope you give it a try on your next picnic. And I hope you love it because I love it. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.